Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Let's hit it. Damn, that's a, that's a sound for sore ears. Welcome back to the Last Call Podcast. My name is Jamal. Um, and I'm coming to you 800 kilometers away from Ashley Hetherington, who has had to take a forced absence over the last couple of weeks. How are you feeling? Oh, it's just good to be back in my natural habitat. Uh, back home. Good to be here. Good to be here with the hundreds of listener. <laughs> hundreds um, of listener. Is that just individual ones? No, our, our one listener is just one really, really big guy. <laughs> our whole listenership. The US, the UK and Australia is everywhere. Yeah, just one really, just, would you rather hundreds of listeners who just like listen to it to like listen to it or one avid listener, like Beyonce level Stan? Uh, hundreds of listeners. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's a dumb question, but like. <laughs> I, I, standing a podcast. I, do, I do like to think that we've just got one guy that's obsessed. And like last week was just on the floor when we didn't release one. Was just going back to the golf cast just to get his fix. To be fair, we've only we missed a full show obviously last week, but we did release the golf cast, and it came out kind of well. I haven't listened to it. How much of it is a golf cast, and how much of it is a wind cast? It's very windy. Quite, it's actually it's, it's actually windy. not as bad as I thought. Well, because the microphone's quite isolated on the phone, like, and it was protected by the, the case, but also a lot of... Yeah. And a lot of shit golf. And a, yeah, and a lot of... Uh, oh, he's really... He's hit it into the trees, but that's just to open up the angle when we go over the dog leg. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, one old lady whizzing down in the golf cart to say, would you like to go ahead of us? No, that's oh. all right. Wasn't that just ridiculous? Would you like to go ahead of us now? And we've reached the ninth hole. Yeah, and then when the we were on the, the ninth hole, they went to the tenth hole, hit it onto our green, and then chipped off the yeah, green. Yeah, chipped it off the green. That was he, egregious was golfing that. etiquette. Mate, we don't need to talk about egregious golfing etiquette. Oh, we weren't that bad. We couldn't possibly have been that bad. I think our skills are egregious golf etiquette or lack that is, thereof. That is possibly true. Um, I did buy a set of golf clubs. Really? A, a second-hand set, yeah. Your boy's what got have a... We, what have we gone? The, the full Titleist? No, nah, we've gone, we've gone top flight. Top flight? It cost me $80. Came with a bag yeah. and a little buggy. buggy. Yeah, so 80 bucks. I'm wow. having a good time. You'll be hitting the links every day now. Well, I live in um, golf course country around here. We've got the, um, the Royal something or other, Royal Melbourne, I think. Cheltenham golf course, good time. So, yeah, expect more golf. More golf talk this year, 2021. Wow. Tiger Woods Jr. You'll be out sinking putts in the holes every night. And, and then, then playing, playing some golf. golf. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, there it is. Oh, Tiger Woods, he's an endless supply of... Ah, oh, those jokes never get old, do they? R reasonably shitty sex puns. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> That's not a good segue. That's really like speaking of sex puns. <laughs> um, cricket. <laughs> Trying to think of a cricket sex pun. Nothing says sex like Richie Benno's voice. <laughs> um, nothing says uh, sex like, I don't know, a Yorker in the box or something. I don't know. There's something there. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> There's too many there to count. Just listen to any of Kerry O'Keefe's commentary and you'll get accidental ones. <laughs> um, the what? Third test just finished in Sydney. We finally got a full five days. India, park the bus um, and eke out a draw. They did park the bus. They parked the bus incredibly well. Um, it was incredible to watch. The last two hours was just it, like it, so strange. It was surreal to watch. Like it, it was so, I don't know what the strangest moment was. The strangest moment I think for me was after Vahari had done his hamstring and Ashwin came in and took off for a quick single. Cummins had a shy at the stumps, which if he had have hit, Vahari would have been out and the test probably would have been over. But then Ashwin turned around and gave almost an abusive look to Vahari for not running harder, like he didn't know he'd done his hamstring. It was... Well, that's not strange. That's just being a dick. Like, that's just being an asshole. <laughs> oh, it, uh, uh, it was just surreal cricket to watch. Vahari yeah. couldn't run. Ashwin could barely swing because he'd done his back. And the Australians still just couldn't get him out. Yeah, because we had, what, Pant got a uh, knock on the elbow in their first innings. Yep. So had to get subbed. To um, had to get subbed in the our second innings. Yeah, had to get subbed injured. is contentious. He got subbed because the other guy is a much better wicket. Better wicket <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because obviously Richard Pant, what he scored, 97. Um, but you have Saha, who is... Um, from all accounts, a better gloveman, as they say, but not nearly as good a batsman. Is that a thing he could do? Just be like, oh, take a knock to the elbow. Like, it was probably a bad knock, but <laughs> like, we saw I, Wadey being, <laughs> get hit in the face and like, oh, bring out the spray. Bring out the spray. They, uh, Yeah, and look, they're copping a lot of flack for their behaviour yesterday, the Australians, but I thought it was very entertaining to watch. I thought it was hilarious. Like, they were having a great like, I mean... You've got to choose between whether you want the stump mic on to be able to get the insight to whether between that and whether you're too precious to listen to what they say out there. Like, even when they were giving it to Manus Lubbershane about the, the fact that the, um, the comments made by Warney and Roy on the broadcast when they didn't think they were being recorded, mm. people, are, people are upset and saying that was bullying of him. Like, it's just. Cricket is such an awful, awful game sometimes when you're out in the field for 120 overs at a time. Yeah, in 35-degree heat. It was 35 degree heat. No. Yeah. Like, that's that sort of banter and stuff, as long as it doesn't go too far, that's the whole thing that gets you through. So, I think I love the stunt, Mike, and I would love Fox Sports to introduce, like, a or KO even, now that KO is a thing. 
just introduce like a, a press red for just listen to the stump mic. No commentary, just have the stump mic up full. I could listen to Marnus at short leg all day. Literally uh, all day. He is so I, funny. I couldn't, but I could listen to Steve Smith and Tim Payne and Matthew Wade tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> just zero filter. Oh, he just, and some of his appeals. When he thinks something's out, he goes full bore, regardless of whether anybody else goes up. So there's been a couple of times over the years he just goes flat out by himself. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how we got there, but yeah. So, oh, that's right, the pant thing. So this particular situation does make it seem a little bit unfair where the good batsman can get hit, not have to wicket keep and then come out and bat. But there won't be too many situations probably ever again where a touring side or even just like in the squad for a home side will have two very good wicket keepers mm. and they'll pick the good batting one that happens to get a bad injury that requires scans and then doesn't have to wicket. Like in this particular situation, it does seem a little bit unfair, but it's probably never going to happen again. I was also, I, it was like very coincidental. Like if it was the other way around, no one would bat an eye. Yeah. I, I don't have an issue with the rule. Um, obviously India probably exploited it to their maximum advantage and good on them. Any side would have done the same thing. Mm. Obviously if it keeps happening and pant keeps happening to have to go for scans every time he bats, then it's probably a little bit more than a coincidence, but yeah, no, no, all good on that front. I think that's fair enough. Um, should we, should we start from the top? Like, should we start at our first innings? How did you feel about uh, Will Pukowski's first innings? Oh, it was just great to see. Um, first of all, before we continue, um, how it is Pukowski? Yeah, like Pukowski. Pukowski. Yeah. People call him Puck, but I'm um, going to start a petition. As in Pucky, but I want people to start calling him Pookie. So from now on, I will be calling Will Pukowski Pookie. But people don't call him Pucky, they call him Puck. Nah, if you hear so him on the mic, you're, you're, Puck. Well, I'm Pucky. Uh, it's Puck, but then like all Australians just add the like the yeah. E to the end. So if you want to call him Pook, I, I could possibly get around it, but I'm not sure <laughs> about Pookie. Anyway. Pookie's um, first inning. Yeah. Pookie, oh, I was just glorious to watch Pookie. Pookie the honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he looked really, really good against the quicks. Very assured. I think he struggled a little bit more against Ashwin and Jadeja, but mainly Ashwin, which is fair enough because he is a world-class spinner and probably world-class spinners are probably something he doesn't see too much of in grade cricket or shield cricket compared to, like, obviously... <laughs> No way. Well, <laughs> uh, sh- shield level quicks are probably international standard for most countries, but there wouldn't be too many bowlers anywhere near as good as Ashwin going around in shield cricket. So yeah, probably nice. makes sense that he's not quite as assured against high level spin yet. But I mean, he survived. He had a couple of chances, but he looked really good. He looks like he's got the temperament to play test cricket. Um, and in a match where his 22-year-old counterpart also sort of solidified his place mm. for a while to come. I reckon it's a really good foundation with those two who are 22 
both 22, I think. And Labashan's 26. That's um, really good foundation for the next 10 years. Yeah, no, good building blocks. Um, obviously, Warner had a bit of a tough time coming back after his injury. Just took it, took a bit of an airy. Yeah, but I mean, that's what you're going to get with Warner, I think. Mm. Um, that first innings dismissal, he didn't look great in that first innings. He looked pretty sore and not flowing too well. But as the match went on in the field and running between the wickets in the second innings, he looked um, much closer to full fitness. So I would expect he'll be right to play in Brisbane on Friday and will probably make runs, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, being fit to play is one thing. Having good match sharpness is definitely another thing. Um, thoughts on Warner's moustache? Oh, it's... Look, it's ordinary. <laughs> but Ash goes bang! I mean, I, I shouldn't be one to criticise real ordinary facial hair right at the minute, but... Um, oh, mate, you and me both. <laughs> I, As far as criticisms of the Australian cricket team, I think David Warner's moustache is pretty far down the list for most people. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, so after openers, we had, well, no, we had Warner get out, Bukowski and, yeah, Bukowski and Labashane went for a bit, and then we got Labashane and Smith, which is just a, just a great partnership to watch. Oh, it's one of, it's one of those partnerships where, I think. If you happen to take hallucinogenic drugs and watch them bat together, you would think, what the hell is happening? Test cricket's just gone to the shizen because they are two of the the weirdest characters mm. walking around all the adjustments. Manus doing his lightsaber leaves and screaming no run when he leaves. No run! He, uh, and, I mean, he, he came under a bit of fire to the week from Warney and Roy who themselves came under a bit of fire for getting caught saying what they said. But To be um, fair, when you do leave it to the keeper, it is no run. So, like, I can't blame him there. Yeah, I think he does have the tendency early in his innings, but I think probably the first match or two this summer, he was really accentuated with some of those idiosyncrasies and quirks that he'd sort of picked up. Mm. Um, and I think that was over the top. Whether that he does that sort of because of the build-up of the whole year and, like, he was seen as this really quirky character and wanted to keep that going or whether it's just as a way to get himself fired up. Yeah. It is It is a little bit annoying, but at the end of the day, as we've seen with Smith, really, has been the greatest exponent of it, whatever works. Yeah. If you need to be weird and do that to get yourself in, as long as you're making runs. Yeah, what do you go for, 91? 91 and 70-odd in the second dig, I think. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, he, um, I know he hadn't made a 50 before this match, but he's been Australia's most consistent batsman all summer. So. Uh, especially during of, the um, test series. A couple of mid-40s. Oh, yeah, I meant test summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, he, um, he's a fighter, even when he's not in real good form, which I don't think he was in the first two tests. He... Uh, he at least grinds it out and has a go and finds a way to survive. So he's a real yeah. player, Labashan. Yeah. No, so we had Burns and Head dropped for this test. Wade didn't play that well. Didn't bat that well. 
it seemed like he got out to the shots that he got out to last time he played. He struggled, didn't he? Second innings, he got a really good ball, edged it behind. First, he was trying to be super aggressive, as he tends to be. He just needs to find that happy middle ground, I think. Yeah. I think he's worth sticking with, at least for one more test. I wouldn't drop him for the next test. Well, that's the thing. Even if you do drop him, who comes in? Is there anyone yeah, to exactly. come in? It'd be just recalling Head again, probably. So that's... Yeah, right. You probably don't want to be chopping and changing when Head hasn't knocked the door down to be selected. So sure. I, if possible, um, I'd go in with the same 11. I have a feeling with the short turnaround and that mammoth bowling effort on day five, one of the quicks might not get up, which might be stark. Yeah, he didn't have the best of time in the second innings. Um, Struggled, and it's become noticeable that he's clearly the the third bowler. The third quick, really, probably the the fourth bowler in that attack where once upon a time he was the leader. Um, Yeah, he really struggled with um, definitely his placement. Yeah. I mean, he struggles when the ball doesn't swing, really. I mean, Cummins and Hazelwood, when the ball doesn't swing or do much because they're so consistent and so that's such that just line and length and really accurate, they're all right. But Stark, somebody that needs a bit of variation, needs swing or seam or real express pace and bounce, um, which, I mean, Brisbane will give him, to be fair, probably. Yeah. So they might stick with him if he's feeling fit enough because he does add something with the bat. He bats pretty well. But... Um, yeah, if one of them doesn't get up, I don't know. James Pattinson was with the side but and would be a great backup option, but I think he wasn't with the squad for this last test because he bruised his ribs over Christmas at home. Hmm. So if he's fit, I wouldn't mind letting him loose on the Brisbane deck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of the top seven at least, I'd be pretty happy going in with the top seven as is. If Pukowski doesn't get up fitness-wise, Marcus Harris probably looms as the replacement there. What happened to him? I heard his shoulder fielding. Ah, fielding. Yeah. Um, the partial dislocation, I think. So they're yeah, going to give him until the last minute to prove his fitness. But I would think if he doesn't get up, which he's probably 50-50, yeah. that um, Harris will come in. Yeah, no fair. Um, all right, we'll move on to the Indian first innings where we were exchanging messages and Ash called it the Imzamam Al Haq highlights package. Oh, <laughs> I forgot this happened. That was How good so was much. Hazelwood though? That grab and throw in one motion is a fair shout. The other two, ah, not great. One thing to be critical of Hazelwood, the call was to throw to the keeper's end and he threw to the bowler's end. So, I'm going to have to take marks off there. Payne clearly shouted, "Bowler, uh, sorry, keeper off." I think he's a bit biased, though. Yeah, well, you got to listen to your captain sometimes, so we've got to take points off. But so overall, no. Hazelwood's not that great. Hazelwood's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, right. it, it was just a staggering display. Obviously, the Hazelwood Hazelwood one was elite. Cummins, that's sort of what you expect from him these days, but was just a, for a big fast bowler, was just a wonderful throw right over the stumps to awaiting Marnus. And then Marnus's run out himself was 
very, very good. But the decision uh, to take two on the last one, I uh, was a bit, bit dumb. Yeah. For that one. Well, there were three strange runs because that last one there was clearly not two there, but they pushed for it to try and get the right batsman on strike. The the one Ashwin got run out, which was the Cummins one, there was a clear single there, and he just didn't run at all for the first like three seconds, mm. which was staggering to watch the like down the pitch footage and see how bad of a run it was from Ashwin. And then the Hazelwood one, as noted in commentary at the time, I think by Warney it might have been, it was brought about because they just weren't scoring at all. Yeah. Vahari, yeah, but especially, especially Pujara, he just... Oh. And it just that build-up of pressure where you sort of take a single that's not really there. Nine out of ten times you'll get away with that, obviously, but... Yeah, can we talk about Pajara's first innings? The second innings, I thought he was better. He was still slow. But also, the first, what did he get? 50 off 170, I think. Like, that's, like, I get test cricket is a game of, you know, patience and um, finding the right spots. But that's too slow, isn't it? Yes and no. I mean, if you look at Steve Smith's um, innings in the first innings, at a similar time, he had a similar strike rate. He was just then able to A, go on and make the 100 and B, up his strike rate in the back end and accelerate. So I think, I don't think it was a particularly easy pitch to bat on despite what some might have said. Because I mean, yes, I know India didn't get bowled out on day five, but there was no real huge scores from either side. It was 200s and 300s as opposed to 500s and 600s like you might see on a really good pitch. Are you kidding? We got um, 338 in the first innings and I was stoked. I was like, wow, that's more than 180. <laughs> We're yeah, so good. Like, what an indictment that is. David Warner yeah, right. had 300, 330 last year. Mm. Yeah. In one inning. Um, so, yeah, I think it was probably a difficult pitch to bat on and Australia's bowlers were very good. But, yeah. It's just there was a little there's a little bit of lack of intent when he bats, especially with the running between the wickets. He tends to just doesn't look to push it into gaps or singles. He just drops and says no. Yeah. Which again is um, it's probably acceptable so long as you go on and get the big score and get to triple figures, which is probably why people were so critical of him because he got out on seventy. Mm. If he had done that and had have gone on to make 120 like Smith did, then there's probably not the same criticism and calls for him to up his strike rate. Yeah, Just the fact that he got out when he did, sort of wasted that time, wasted those valuable overs, and then didn't go on with it. So, Yeah, no, for sure. Um, what else is there? Fuck, what was I going to say? I had some, but should we get into the third innings? Cameron Green. That's all that's all I gotta say about thirteens. Cameron Green coming out party. Uh yeah, oh god, it was good to watch, wasn't it? It was a bit um, slow off the mark, and then he got fifty and then he was like, Hey, how quick you reckon I can get to a hundred? Yeah, clearly Tim Payne Tim Payne said you've got until T. And he said, All right, I will try and get there. And he just kept going and going and was unlucky enough to um edge one just after the, the delay, mm. which, I mean, 
probably caused him to rush a little bit more as it was. But um, yeah, no, he looked every bit the the batsman that he's been talked up to be, which is exciting because he probably ha- hasn't really lived up to it yet with the ball. He hasn't taken a wicket yet, has he? Hasn't taken a wicket yet, no. But um, no, the shot that really stood out to me was I think the first six he hit just after he got to 50 where he charged down the pitch and hit up the six over mid-wicket. That was a real, real It's still coming shot. down. Oh, it's it still in the air. Yeah, that was a great shot. So, no, he should be Australia's number six for years to come, hopefully. Yeah. No, it, it, was, a, it was a good look. And actually, I remembered the one thing that I wanted to talk about um, about India's first innings, first sight of Rohit Sharma for the series. Yes. Well, he's the anti-Pajara, isn't he? He's India's answer to David Warner. I'll say he's a um, hitter. And he's actually very similar to David Warner in the fact that his average is incredible at home and not so good overseas. Mm. Um, and Warner's like that. Like Warner just dominates, bludgeons bowling attacks on Australian pitches, but then struggles overseas traditionally, especially in England. Um, is that just because of the pitches he plays on? Like, obviously, England, there's a tendency for the ball to move more. Yeah, Warner doesn't cope well with the, the moving ball. Yeah, Because of the way his technique is, and he doesn't get his foot actually towards the ball and tends to just use his eye to hit those big cover drives. Yeah. Um, when there's that much space between the ball and the bat, if it swings or it seems like it tends to in England, he struggles. Um, yeah, not fair. And Stuart Broad is an exceptional bowler who appears to have his measure. Stewie Broad goes all right, doesn't he? Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, their attack is very good. Anderson, Broad and Archer together when they're all fit is um, a sight to behold. And probably the biggest challenger to Australia's mantle is having the best attack in the world. Yeah, no, fair. Um, last innings. Just long day. Gary bowled like 40 overs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see much of the first session. Actually, I was out and got home and Pant was... I quickly glanced at the scores just before lunch and saw one bat... Saw Pant and Pajara were in and that um, one batsman was 70-odd and one was 40-odd. I thought, geez, Pajara's got to move on to get to 70. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, yeah, no, he clearly batted very well. Pant took the attack to the bowlers and Nathan Lyon in particular. Yeah. Um, and had Aussies pretty worried for a while, I think, that we were going to lose the unlosable test. I was... Because going into the last day, I, I was listening to ABC Radio and Stewie Clark was on. He's like, it's not a matter of if Australia win, it's when. It's like, when you knock over the wickets and blah, 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 blah. I was like, that's a bold take. And then Pujara and Pant were in. I'm like... What were they? Uh, three for 200 just at yeah. lunch? I was like, we are a decent shout to lose this game. Yeah, they needed 100 in each of the last two sessions with seven wickets in hand, I think. Well, there, there was a point where all they needed was three and over.
Whoops. Sounded like a cat. Um, yeah, no, they were definitely in a really winnable position, India. And it, it would have been really interesting to see what happened had Vahari not got injured. So I didn't see her Vahari bat in the first innings. Is he any good? Well, no. He was almost um, going to get dropped. I think he's made like six, four, 12, six. Because he hasn't been in for the whole series, right? Yeah, he has. Oh. He's played every game and hasn't made more than 15, I think. Right. So that's, that's why. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, I swear he would have been a sub for you know, Shaw or something. Or, you know, oh, well, that was my boy Shuby, but. No, no, Vahari's batted at five. I have not series. noticed him at all. Mm. So when he did his hammy, that was the, the moment that India truly shut up shop and stopped trying to score. So it would have been interesting. He probably would have played a few more shots, possibly would have given more chances. Australia might win if he doesn't do his hammy. But at the same time, Australia might have lost. So They shut up shop well, though. That Like we said it before, it was just insane to watch a cover drive that in normal life, that's a three, two, maybe three runs, and they were just standing there. Yeah, he just watched Pajara for too long. <laughs> no, no, no run. No, no, that's another dot ball. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was odd, but they did what they had to do, and for me, just as the hours went on, I, I just kept thinking about um. 2012 in Adelaide when Faf Duplessis did a very similar thing to Australia and just ground us down for a draw. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's difficult to do. I know they gave a couple of chances. So the pain one is the one everybody talks about because he probably should have caught it. But to be honest, even if pain catches that one with five overs to go, six overs to go, that we probably don't win. Yeah. I think no. by, by then the game's gone. Um. I know they've got quite a long tail, India. But, I mean, Jadeja would have had a jab. He would have been able to survive six overs, I would have thought. Um, yeah, well, um, it was interesting to see the field. Like, once you know that India are parking the bus and not going anywhere. Like, Vahari was six off 85 at one point, I think. And I was just like, ah, he's got full Pajara. He's, he's done it. Full Pajara. It was interesting to see how... <laughs> Tim Payne just had more and more people around the bat every time Nathan Lyon bowled an over. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the field probably could have been even more aggressive. They probably could have done a few other things. The um, the Australian bowlers, I probably would have bowled Labashane for a bit longer. Um, probably would have had a bit more of a sustained bouncer barrage around the wicket from Hazelwood and Cummins. But, I mean, we've been touting that we've got the greatest attack in the world for weeks and months and stuff now. So I think from Payne's perspective, at least, you would back those bowlers in to get those batsmen out almost every time. Well, you'd back them because you've got, what? At one point, it was Vahari with a hamstring and Ashwin, who's a good batsman, but like... Yeah, but a number eight batsman. Yeah, but, uh, he was pushed up the order because Chadeja was injured, wasn't Chideja, he? Chadeja, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, I get they were playing very defensive and playing for a draw, but like, 
you know, you're the best bowlers in the world. That's that's your job. It's what they pay you to do. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you play that day another 49 times, you probably win all 49. It was just an incredible effort from India. And to be honest, this series has been really good. I'm not unhappy with it being live going into the last match. No, I'm, I'm very excited. That was actually like, obviously we had the first two tests finished in what first one was literally two and a half days, three and a half days. Then we had a four day off. Yeah. Like it was good to have it like come down to the wire. And although like when it got down to like 15 overs left of the day, you knew that we probably weren't going to crack them. But like before that it was genuine like good fifth day intrigue, which I really enjoy. Yeah, fifth day test cricket is so gripping, isn't it? And yep. to, to be honest, it felt like there were a lot more wickets down than five. It felt like there was seven or eight down mm. because India's tail is so long. So like the batsman, you had to come with the three bowlers and Jadeja with a broken thumb. So it felt like even up to that last hour, like if we get a wicket here, we could run through them really quick, but it just... Well, that's what I thought. Um, I turned the TV on because I came, I, I was out and I came back and I turned the TV on and I think Hazelwood got, Hazelwood got someone and that was the fifth wicket. And I was like, that's the game. They'll just knock them through. And then yeah. obviously didn't knock them through. But yeah. if <laughs> yeah, Pajara, I think. He got Pajara out and that's when he gave it the double fist bump. Or the oh double yeah, he was pumped about that one. Because he, like the rest of us, thought, all right, here we go. We've broken through Pajara. Like, we'll be able to get through Ashwin and then the bowlers now. Yeah. No, not to be. And we couldn't. So, yeah. But, you know, um, this is why we love test cricket, as uh, JB continuously said. Oh, this is why the test cricket is the best form. Well, I was watching Fox, so I didn't get JB's incredible insight and analysis. Uh, look, if there's someone I want insight and analysis from on cricket, I'm not going to JB just quietly. I actually quite like JB as a as a cricket commentator, footy commentator, just media personality. I like him as a footy commentator, but um, well, so he's he's better credentialed as a cricket commentator. He at least he played cricket. He played like he played shield cricket for quite a while. Right. Um, but yeah, no, he's just done very well for himself. And then Howie is just like JB light. Yeah. No, I like a good. Got that like they color. Or they the play by play guys. Howie and JB are almost like the hosts. So yeah. Like obviously, they they do do play by play as well, but um, yeah. No, both networks have got pretty good commentary lineups, I think. Even the ABC, I've been really enjoying because I've been driving a lot recently. Just the ABC, I think my favorite over both is Sunil Gavaskar. I don't know why. There's just there's just a really nice wisdom about him. Yeah, I I think my favorite is Isha. To be honest, she is Isha very good. She's a very good interviewer. She's very good at everything she does. Um, Howie's good. Gilly's good. Skull still just cracks you up. Um, <laughs> Ricky Ponting's very good on Channel 7. Alison Mitchell. Now we've got a good yeah. lineup. It's a good landscape of cricket commentators right now, I think. 
Although I did have to be subjected to some Ian Chapel on the radio. Oh, that's not what you want. It was nice when he got kicked out of the Adelaide Oval. Well, that's the thing. I was just like, ah, oh, Sydney, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Ian Chapel. Oh, good grief. I have to hear about when he starts Sorry, talking about people with two initials, like when it's not, it's not Ricky Ponting. It's like fucking EJ Witten. <laughs> like w, WG Grace. Yeah. Mate, he was around for the original burning of the ashes. I'm convinced. He oh. looks like Prince Charles. He was pro- probably had gray hair at the original burning of the ashes in Chapel. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so that was a test. Um, interesting that India agreed to get up to Brisbane, especially after what happened on the last day with um, was it Siraj? Siraj. Well, I mean, n- not to be insensitive about it, but it could possibly actually have helped because the it, the alternative would like probably Sydney. stay in in Sydney for another one. Couldn't they just left? Couldn't they be like, nah, we're boycotting the series? Oh, in theory, yes, but geez, it'd be a legal nightmare and a financial nightmare. I know they normally get away with whatever they want because they're so powerful and they've got so much money, but I mean, the contracts and everything that they would have with Cricket Australia and the ICC and yep. all the broadcasting partners, they not playing the fourth test would be a nuclear option. Yeah, no, it's fair, especially after the draw and just setting up nicely for a for a uh, last man wins, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's somehow devolved to the point where Australia have now been painted the villains um, between the Tim Payne stuff and the Steve Smith stuff. Mm. Um, And just the general attitude of the Aussies and how heroic India were. Like somehow it's shifted to India, the noble heroic touring team, battered by injuries, standing up, to vilification in a in a racist Australia that they're trying to navigate their way through. I think the optics for the BCCI to pull out would have been much poorer than to yeah. bravely go ahead. It really is one bad apple. It's like, just don't be a dickhead. Like, that's it. If you're in the crowd, just, you know, chill. Yeah. Have a good time. It's, it's always been the way the... I mean, it happens every time, I swear. It's exhausting at this point. It is, it is. Um, but the cricket community reaction has been very good and very positive and very supportive of Siraj and the Indian team, so that's good. No, it's good. Um, I like Siraj. He's a very good player. I think the debut yeah. they debut players this series, Gil and Siraj, are probably my favourite yeah. Indian players to watch. Not a big Saini fan. Oh, he was a bit of a mess on the first day. Took a wicket, but I was like, oh, mate, that's a BBL level bowling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Having said all that about India's heroicism and how well they've played, I'd be bitterly disappointed if we didn't blow them off the park in Brisbane. Ah, oh, mate, they're down to the water boy at this point. Yeah, they've got no players left. We're playing at the Gabatoir. Warner's hopefully back in a little bit of form. Well, it's not in the Australian team. It's, so we've got, since the start of the series, we've got Yadav out, who was essential to their... So, so Yadav bowling. didn't even play the first game. 
So in the first test, Shammy got injured, mm. broke his arm. Coley went home. Um, and then in the second test, Yadav got injured. Um, KL Rahul got injured in the nets and went home. Rough. Um, and then in this, Agarwal, I think, also got injured in, at training. Now, obviously, Jadej is injured. Boomer is injured. Um, Vahari's injured. Ashwin's under a cloud with his back. I say Pant's probably not Pant got hit in the elbow, but I think he's all right. What happened to Boomer? I missed that. Uh, abdominal strain, I think. Oh, like he, he, he played through, but that's why his pace was a little bit down. Yeah. Um, and I think they said he probably could play, but they don't want to risk aggravating it because they have a four-test series against England at home starting on February 5th, I believe. Yeah. And then they go to England and play five against England in England. So they've got a big, big 12 months of test cricket. That's something I'd tune in for. England v India. Sounds yeah. like a series. But the uh, the final of the World Test Championship in England in June or July, I think. Mm. Which would be interesting. I think New Zealand are currently... Oh, no. Because India held on for the draw, I don't think New Zealand are... I don't know. I think India, New Zealand and Australia are the top three at the moment. One, two, and three. Yeah, sure. So, do we know who India are running out? Like, dead set. Like, I... Could barely name their starting team right now at the start um, of the series, let alone who they've got coming in. I think, think their batting will be similar, won't it? So Rowett and Gill, then Pujara, Rahane, then someone who batted at six. Oh, Pant batted at six, didn't he? I reckon they, yeah, they might. Up. I reckon they might bat Pant at six again. Play Saha as well, so play Pant as a batsman. Um, then probably Ashwin, Siraj, Saini, and I reckon there's a toss up between two debutants as a quick oh, bowler. Oh, oh, Rajan, I think. A heavily weakened side. Sorry, all I heard was Harbhajan Singh. No, Nat Harajan, who I think played in the, the one days. Yeah. Um, so they need to find a batsman, whether that's pretty pretty sure, who could maybe open and you play Rowett in the middle at oh, five or six. Pretty sure had a shocking first two games. That's why he got dropped. Our first that's game, true. I think. Um, or Agarwal's the other one. You bring Agarwal in. I'll say if he makes fitness. Like, that's the thing. I feel like everyone's under a cloud. Mm. Or you could, what you could do is, uh, because they've got cool deep Yadav there as well, who's the, the left arm leggy. Mm. But if you play him, then you probably have to push Pant to five, Saha to six, and Ashwin to seven. And then the tail's even longer. That is a long tail. They Ash, you've got Ashwin at seven. And Sahar at six, who's a barely a number seven. Yeah. So, so that would just be extreme backing in at the top order, backing in Rohit and Gil, Pajara, Rahane, Pant, 
to make all your runs and then have five bowlers and bank on the Australians not batting that well. Five bowlers and Saha. Who? Yeah, five <laughs> bowlers and Saha. <laughs> Couldn't carry a bucket of water at the moment. Um, but, Huck, yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're struggling. The, yeah, that's true. In terms of... Ravi, Australia, Ravi Shastri. <laughs> In terms oh, of Australia. Oh. Pookie might, might get a miss. Uh, I reckon Pookie will get up and play. We'll see. Um, and then we're good. Yeah, Pookie we... or Harris. And then yeah. it'll be Warner, Lavashane, Smith. Probably Wade, Cam Green, Tim Payne. And the bowlers. Yeah. Lion, obviously, and then hopefully the three quicks, but maybe two of the quicks and one new quick. So we're looking at maybe no change unless one of the fast bowlers doesn't get up? Yeah, and unless Pookie doesn't get up. I yeah. wouldn't have thought they'll drop anybody on form. Yeah. No. All right. Cool. Love to see it. Well, that was the exhilarating third test. Um, anything else on the tests before we move to some... Big bash. Uh, I don't think so. I think we've covered the tests pretty well. It, but it's nice to watch during the day. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next, well. Three days. The six, the six weeks that I've got off and there's no cricket and no footy. Oh, that's oh. a rough. Can you, you reckon you can ask them to move the six weeks like further in the <laughs> year? Like, hey, I know I've got six weeks, but like, can you do it when there's yeah. stuff on? I might just have to avidly watch India and England. I mean, you could watch a worse series. It could be, you know, New Zealand, Pakistan. In Indian tests started what four o'clock ish, so that'll be four until eleven. But even that, what am I going to do during the daytime? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, all right, big bash. Big bash. Um, um, it remains a real case of who cares. Hey, I've been watching a bit more of it recently because, like, I'll finish the tests and then it comes on straight after. I'm like, oh, I don't even have to move. Um, yeah. It's just not good. It is there's, there's not so good. There's so many shit players. Outside of, like, some of the exceptional players, like, obviously, um, who was on last night? It was the Stars and it was the Strikers. It wasn't um, Rashid Khan. Great fun. Great fun to watch. Um, he's he, last game of the year. Yeah. Like he's a character. He's fun to watch. Um, having, having said that, everybody raves about Rashid Khan. Adam Zampa's stats in the last three seasons have been better. Oh, yeah. I was like, Adam Zampa, great fun to watch. Great mullet. Great bowler. Did you see uh, him last night get hit in the foot? Get hit in both feet in consecutive deliveries. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> he looked a bit sore after that. At least he didn't get hit in the nose and break his nose like he did a few years ago. Yeah, right. I was like, not have ideal. You, have you not seen that footage? No, no, I haven't. Oh my goodness! Search it up and you watch it. He uh, was bowling and it gets smashed back at him, or smashed back towards him and hits the non-striker's bat goes into Zampa's nose, breaks his nose, deflects onto the stumps and gets a run out. Mate, anything for the cause. 
You did it, it for the team. The most phenomenal, like completely luck, obviously, but God, it was yeah. luck. Yeah. Um, no, there's, there's one thing I did want to say about the Big Bash, and it, and it, it jumps off the who cares about Big Bash? Like there are so many players who I watch bowl and it barely makes the pitch. And I'm like, it is some of the worst bowling I've ever seen. And I, I get T20 is about, um, is about like going for it, aggressive bowling, aggressive batting, but watching people swing and miss is exhausting. Watching people bowl wides that barely make the pitch is just not fun to watch. It's just a poor product. The problem, I think, with it, and the reason we're seeing so many bowlers, as you say, struggle to miss the pitch or bowling full tosses or batsmen trying to play shots that would be good in theory, but they can't do, is 2020 cricket's got to the stage where it's so highly like tactical now and you know what the best bowlers and best batsmen in the world do and what the best tactics are. But some of those skills, like hitting the wide Yorkers all the time, are exceptionally hard to do. So mm. when shit cricketers try and do the really hard things, it it looks absolutely awful. Whereas if they try and just bold within their ability, they might be a bit better off. But they see what the best bowlers do and they say, well, I should be doing that because that's what works. But they're just not good enough to do it. And it was funny because it was like, um, what is it? unstoppable force versus immovable object where oh, I can't remember his first name. Hatcher, Thatcher, Hatcher, Hatcher, wide Yorker. Can't remember the striker's battered name. Tries to, it was way outside off stump. And it's funny in T20 because you was see it a lot Weatherill? of players. It might've been, but it's funny watching T20 players basically plan the shot before the bowler even bowls. This guy bowls a wide Yorker outside off stump and he moves over like three feet and tries to play a lap shot over his shoulder. I'm like, mate. Yeah. It's and just I mean, not it, fun to watch. It's just awful. No. And it makes them look stupid sometimes when they premeditate like that. And it's like the amount of batsmen that get like waist high full tosses or knee high full tosses and get out to them because they've decided before the ball's bowled to try and ramp it instead of stand there and hit it for six. Or reverse sweep. Yeah, unless you're Glenn Maxwell, just put it away, at least for the start of your inning. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, Kawaja hit that shot like four times in. Kawaja plays the reverse sweep very well. Alex Carey plays the reverse sweep very well. So there are some batsmen that do. Like, Maxwell's a bit different when he reverse sweeps because he reverse slog sweeps. Yeah, and then Ian Chappell gets upset. Ian Chappell gets upset at everything. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's that's my BBL tirade. I'm just sick of watching <laughs> so many wides and so many just shots that should be hit, not being hit. Not being hit, yeah. No, it's frustrating and borderline unwatchable. Yeah. It makes um, me think, like, what happens if you put Josh Hazelwood in a bbl side and he just bowls the same line and length every single time like that shot that's just like a little bit hard to hit it's like just above rib height because you go for maidens <laughs> well yeah and i mean there are some bowlers that do that obviously you watched a bit of the game last night dan Worrell does that 
mm. and he just bowls it on the spot, moves it a little bit, and I think he had like two overs for no runs. Yeah, and he had a he had a wicket maiden like the fifth of the season, a wicket yep. maiden. I was like, oh. The um yeah, right. the problem with that relentless line, like in T Twenty and stuff, when you're bowling to good batsmen, at least is it's predictable. Yeah. Test cricket predictability good. T Twenty cricket predictability bad. Yeah, no, that's fair because then they'll just swing for the fence. But like, you know, Ben Menenti isn't putting up with good line and length. Ben Menenti is a complete and utter spud. <laughs> Ben Menenti wouldn't get a game in the Bunnyong third division. Uh, we're all here for Ben Menenti slanter. Oh, mate. No, uh, that, that's how you know the competition's at its lowest ebb. Is it just because we haven't been able to get the imports and half of our team is um, getting done by a injury-ravaged India? Um. I mean, the test side's always playing during the Big Bash, so that's not an excuse. The um, the lack of internationals is one of the driving factors, yeah, but it's probably also just the fact that, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of depth at limited overs state cricket anymore. Mm. They, um, they didn't play the state one-day comp this year, and it's been diminishing in importance for years. It's... Um, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. Well, I do know what the answer is. Make the tournament half the length. Yeah, um, I can't believe they're still going. Good Lord. Make the tournament half the length and make it much more appealing for all the international guns to come and play. Well, I think, like, I appreciate that there's cricket on basically every night, but also, like, it's just not good. Like, I get to the end of the first innings, I'm like, oh, I don't need to see any more of this shit. Yeah, it's basically... The first four overs, the last three overs, and the power surge in the middle, very watchable, entertaining. Everything else is just boring as shit. Yeah. Um, ah, another. Uh, actually, that's not the end of my tirade. Another thing. The teammates don't really care about it. Like, there's no, there's no sense of like team. I feel like because they're obviously it's a like a Franchise. seasonal thing. Yeah. Um. But, like, even the Australian team, like, that's, you know, very seasonal. We have summers of cricket, and, like, they're, you know, having a good bant about. can't remember who got out yesterday, but um, he was walking off the pitch, and the guy coming past didn't even look at him. Nothing. Like, the, <laughs> there's no sense of team. I think the Australian, the Australian team. team's a bit different because they play through the year, like, Oh yeah, they they travel and shit. Go to India and South Africa and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it can be an issue, big bash wise. Um. So there's never going to be that fierce like loyalty to the to the jumper like there is in AFL or soccer or something. Mm. Um. But it's just about. But that's another thing where they need to incentivize players to do better. Like if you increase the prize money or you like make it more attractive for internationals to come in, then all of a sudden the players actually really care about winning. Yeah. Even like if the IP, that's why the IPL's the IPL's so successful because the money is so exorbitant mm. and the rewards for doing well are so exorbitant that um 
like the players have to perform and have to care. And like the IPLs at the stage where I think Steve Smith is going to get released by his IPL team, and he's like the best batsman in the world was the captain. Is he really? Because he had like a bit of a subpar tournament. He still made three fifties and was quite a good performer, but like that is the level that you have to be at to be in those teams. Whereas oh, here, right. you just have to you just have to be semi okay, and you you get games as an international. Like Andre Fletcher for the Melbourne Stars, I could make more runs than the Spice Man has. He's the opening batsman too. He's the opening batsman. Timo <laughs> Paul for the Hobart Hurricanes was the worst international import I've ever seen. So Mate, like we should. We're English. All right, we're English, isn't it, bruv? Let me get a game for Hobart. <laughs> um, but like when you can perform at that level and still get a game, that's why they don't really seem to care about their performances. They're just here for a holiday, have a good time, play Mate, golf I, in the hub. Yeah, fuck it. Mate, I would. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just another light on the, the we shouldn't even call it the big bash the medium bash the medium bash medium the, bash moderate, the, the moderate bash the diminishing bash league yeah there you go well, it, it is what it is i um it used to be so exciting i was watching highlights today from when chris gale made that 50 off 12 balls mm. that's the and thing you used to have Big names, a big hit. It's like, I remember it must have been like the first or second season Warney was playing. Yeah, Warney was captain of the Stars. Peterson. De, yeah, Peterson was here. De Villiers was here. Flintoff. Yeah, Freddie was in. Chris Gale. It was, yeah. A Callis. Yeah, that's true. A redeeming bit about the BBL I do like is the access to like players and coaches on the sidelines and on the field. Oh, yeah. You know, Maxwell is so good maxwell's clearly in a league of his own on the player mic probably him and finch yeah um, no maxwell is he's actually because very because the, yeah because they're the captain as well and you can like li- just listen to how calm they are and how well they think it through and how well they manage their players yeah it's also um, funny that we talking and then the ball goes and he's like oh that's out oh no ah oh, what yeah. There was one from last season I talked to Maxwell and he was fielding on the boundary line and the ball got hit out just semi towards him and he started running towards it. He said, I'll get a run out here. And it was just some of the most ridiculous fielding you've ever seen. He sprinted and like grabbed it, threw it so quickly and direct hit from 150 metres away. <laughs> he just like, I told you I'd get him out. Yeah, you'll um, have to say it. But yeah, and that was the highlight of sort of those early years we had the big personalities on the mic all the time. Brendan McCullum would like talk you through his batting. So would yep. Kevin Peterson. Um, they don't tend to do it as much when they're batting anymore now. Um, or bowling even really. Yeah. Well, the, for me, the opening seasons of the BBL gave me big exhibition match vibes, almost like a, um, like an EJ Witten game where they just got the big, big guns out and they're just, you know, chatting and having fun. They, I think they're trying to make it something that it's not, I guess. Like more of a very serious thing. I don't know how they do it in the IPL, but like I feel like that was the appeal for me 
in the first couple of seasons was just like the fun of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly it's aimed at kids in, with the bright colors and the like shortened game, the fireworks and everything. It's very predominantly aimed at kids, especially in person. But that was the beauty of, and Channel 10 have to take a lot of credit for it, but that was the beauty of the way it was broadcast compared to traditional cricket is that was the selling point for adults to tune in and watch as well, is to like listen and get that insight from the players and stuff while they're in the game. Mm. And you still get that occasionally now, like with as we spoke about Maxwell and Finch, Kawaj is good on the mic. But beyond that, they seem to have, well, A, there's less big personalities and real superstar players than there was when every night you could tune in and there was a Peterson or a McCullum or someone on the microphone. Mm. But even now, like half the time, the people that got on the player mic are either some club cricketer or some international that you've never heard of. And it's just, I don't care what you have to say. As much as I love him, Benny Dorsch on the mic. Don't need to hear it. No. Where's he come Colin, from? Colin Munro. Don't care. He did have a good knock the, knock, knock the other night, though. Oh, he's a good batsman. Don't care what he's got to say when he's in the it's field. Like, where's he from? New Zealand. Hey, I didn't even know that. Well, you couldn't like, pick it up from his accent? Ah, I wasn't listening. Mate, I got the BBL on low. Yeah. As background no, the, Yeah, the, the BBL has... It's at peak apathy, I think. Um, and obviously, the, the rule changes were brought in to sort of change that a little bit. And I think two of the three rule changes have been successes. The X Factor the, um, being the one that isn't? Correct. The bash boost point adds a bit of excitement to sort of that ninth and tenth over, as we saw last night when the... Um, the strikers yeah, almost threw it all away. Chasing the, chasing the bash first point, got Alex Carey out and threatened to throw a spanner in the works. But So that's been good. I think the power surge is a good way to heat up the middle of the innings mm. because even though it takes the two overs off that power play at the start, batsmen have tended to be a lot more aggressive in the power surge overs than they were in overs five and six. Yeah. And I think that's good. The X Factor, I, I'm not as offended by it as some people are because it gets used sparingly. I think it's almost like it acts half as like a sub rule for when a player gets injured. Like Mitch Marsh has been subbed out tonight. Nick Madison got subbed out the other day when he inexplicably stood on the boundary rope and rolled his ankle when he just didn't see the rope. Um, so you can use it in that regards if there's an injury in the first quarter of the game. Or the other time it's been used is almost as a tactical Hail Mary mm. when that first 10 overs of the first innings has gone so far against you that you're like, oh, shit, we are in strife here. We need another batsman. Or, or alternatively, okay, this is going really well. It's a really good pitch. We need another bowler. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's just it seems like one of those things where it's just like, well, if I wanted to have, you know, X player in, I would have put him in. And if he, unless, as you said before, it goes catastrophically wrong in the first nine innings, then uh, nine innings, nine overs, then like, there's, yeah, I feel like there's not enough dire situations. Yeah, that's true. But I think, I think the saving grace for it compared to something 
like a comparable, like when the AFL brought the sub rule in, is mm. the fact that it's optional. Yeah. And yeah. that like there's no expectation to use it even once throughout the season. So like in that regard, I don't really have a problem with it because it's not forcing sides' hands to go, all right, well, this is our best 11, so we'll pick this 10 and then that one. Like, you don't have yeah, to. You feel so it. awful for that 11th player. And then you can also really X factor it up, like when they used Chris Lynn as the X factor when he was coming back from injury. Mm. Really gambled that they'd bowl first and that he could just avoid turnovers in the field, which he did. Um, so, no, I don't mind it, but I don't think it's been as successful as the other two. Yeah. Oh, and that's a that adds on to the who cares? The it's such yeah. a nothing, nothing change, I guess. That hasn't really impacted it, but you know, is what it is. I I would quite like if they're going to continue with the X factor. I'd quite like to see um, sides get real like funky and risky with the X factors that they choose and get, have someone that's just like a complete slogger. Mm. like a, a Mark Cosgrove or a Craig Simmons that it's just he's not going to be reliable enough to make runs every time and yeah. would be a liability in the field but if you're really struggling you need somebody that could come out and make 40 off 10 mm. bring him in bring the yeah. big fella in just say stand there and hit big fella give him a knock because <clears throat> I mean that that's the true essence of the X factor right the X factor shouldn't be some 20-year-old club cricket kid playing his second game. He's not going to add too much excitement to the match. I'll say X-Factor is when you need a goal and you put Dangerfield forward. That's yeah. the X-Factor. X-Factor, give me Mark Cosgrove and Sean Tate as my two X-Factor players. Ah, I was watching Sean Tate highlights the other day where he bowled 160 for an entire over. Woo, that man's got heat in his yeah. arm. Exactly. And like it could be an avenue for um, a cricketer on his way out that sort of body's giving up. He might not be able to bowl the full complement or like play every game as a batsman or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think there are ways you could, if you're going to persist with it, you could probably adjust it and tweak it both within the rules of like how you can use it and teams tactically for how they do use it to make it more exciting and more effective, probably. Well, it might be a rule that, like, grows into the game. Like, they might iron out the kinks now and then, you know, three seasons from now, we're just like, oh, we've got, I don't know, fucking Brian Lara coming down from the commentary box to be our X Factor, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's one of the things I wouldn't mind um, it being able to be taken in both innings for a start. Yeah, it's a bit strange that it's only in the first... Like, I get what they mean by only in the first 10 innings, but also like, I feel like that's at a disadvantage on the flip side for both teams. Yeah, it is. But I mean, I think the theory is that you don't want them to have done too much in the game already. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if it's the same for both sides, who cares? Well, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, if all, uh, let's say yesterday's game, the strikers are down five five wickets and they're at 90, they need to get 150 in to 150 in like eight overs. Uh, not eight. What is it? 10? The X yeah. factor halfway in between. They yeah. bring on, you know, they sub out, I don't know, who's a 
I say the strikers like I know the bowlers and the batters, but like they shrub out Danny Briggs. Yeah, they they take out Danny Briggs and they bring in the big hitter who might give him a chance to get to 150. Like that's that sounds great when you're just like you're just walking out and you're like, ooh, is he yeah, he's gotta he's gotta go for it. I don't know. When I sort of picture the ideal X Factor, for some reason I just picture like a real behemoth of a man just walking out with like the bat tucked under his arm. It's like, geez, what could happen here? Yeah, he's um, 40 like years a, old, about 300 kilos. Yeah, like a Carlos, but with less ability. Like imagine having Carlos Braithwaite come out as the, the X Factor. Yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds terrifying. He's a big man. He's a fridge. He is a fridge, yeah. Um, no, fun fact, Danny Briggs, first person ever to be subbed out twice. Oh, mate, you'd be down on your confidence. Are you getting subbed out twice? Oof. And he was the international. <laughs> that's that's a tough. That's tough. Yeah, I'm an international player for the BBL. Get subbed yeah, out mate. twice. Have a rest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate, we're going to bring on... Um, Jaden from the under 19s. Give him a bowl. Mate, just line and length, top of off. <laughs> Send his bales to New South Wales. Yeah, there's some room on leg stump. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's all the that, that felt like therapy talking about the BBL. And we didn't even talk about the actual games. We just ranted about how shit it was. Like, I watched the game yesterday, and I like I know the strikers won, but that's about it. I know Maxwell got his second golden duck in a row. In a row? See, in that's a row. the thing. Like, I knew he got out um, for zero, but, like, I didn't know he two weeks ago. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's very true. It's just very hard to, to care about. Because, I mean, like, obviously there's no stakes, so people don't care, care. But to keep people watching anything, sport, TV, movies, they either have to care or be entertained. So if you don't have the care element that maybe boring football matches have or test cricket or something has, you need to be entertaining the whole way through and it's just not. Yeah. No, it's, it's reached an incredible middle point of not being entertaining enough, but me not having any loyalty to any team. It is incredible work by the BBL. Yeah. The, um, the, what do we call it? The diminishing bash league, diminishing bash league, diminishing returns bash league. Uh, Having said that, the Scorchers will win and win comfortably. I think they they were. Good. I watched them the other night too. They were good. That was that. That's Colin Munro's team. Yes, it is. Yes, I know something about BBL. Maybe I'll make Perth my team because their side, conversely to almost every other side, does look stacked with quality the whole way through. Who else is on that team? Is Livingston on that team? Yep, Roy and Livingston open. And you've got Munro, Ash Turner, Mitch Marsh, who is unfortunately injured. Um, Josh Inglis, Aaron Hardy, then Richardson, Ty, Berendorf, and Fuzzy Ahmed. 
Um, Guy Richardson, very good bowler. He is. Then you've got Joel Paris and Cameron Bancroft um, in the reserves who have both played for Australia. I'll never think of Cam Bancroft the same way. Yeah. Sorry, Cam. Sorry, Cam. He was Um, stitched up. Actually, one one very last thing before (laughs) we get off the BBL. Um, You watched a game last night? Yep. Harris Ralph. Is that action weird to you or nah? It's very Boomer-like, isn't it? It's He, like, breaks his elbow. It's like he has a normal run-up. But then, like, he goes over arm and yeah, then his hand takes like a bat. And his elbow is, like, in front of his shoulder. It's so yeah. bizarre. Boomer is the same, though. I haven't been able to work out how either of them bowl so fast. They're going to have structural issues in the oh, later parts of their life. I mean, Boomer is already injured. I can't remember whether we talked about this last time. Do you know he's never played a test in India? Boomer? He's played 13 tests and none in India. He's only played 13 tests? I think so. Actually, I did know that. He's only been around since like 2016, I think. Yeah, his breakout series was that one where he played against us and did really well. How old is he? I feel like test players are way older than I think they are because I remember I, I was just doing like research for like, you know, our players I haven't thought of segment. Rhythm and Saha has been around since like the 2010s, like late 2000s. There you go. Um, Jasper Boomer has played 17 tests. And how old do you think he is? Oh, 28. 27. 27, yeah, right. Um, so, yes, yeah, 17 tests. Never played in India. So be... Have they played... They Surely they've played test series since he cracked the team. I guess he's been unavailable or injured. Or... He just hates yeah. India. Yeah, but no, they'll be hoping he plays in a couple of weeks, obviously. Yeah, uh, he'll probably get rested. Um, anything else on cricket before we wrap it up? Uh, I don't think so. Kane Williamson continues to ascend the ranks. He is. Yeah. <laughs> you made the joke that he wouldn't crack Australia's top six, but I would happily have him at five. I think I'd probably bat him at three, if I'm honest. Um, move minus to five. Move minus to five. Yeah. Oh, let's make it happen. God, wouldn't that be some sort of batting lineup? Williams oh. and Smith, love a shame. Oh, even Pukov- obviously Pukowski, not proven yet, but like looking like a generation uh, generational talent. Then Warner, Williamson, Smith, Labuschagne, Green. Yeah. Do you reckon we could go full Russell Crowe and just adopt him? Did we adopt just like- Russell Crowe? Well, we claim him as an Australian, don't we? I don't. I saw him in Les Mis and I was like, ah, not for me. (laughs) Is Keith Urban? I feel like Keith Urban is New Zealander. No, Keith Urban's Australian. Yeah. Um, There's got to be another New Zealander that we've adopted. Neil Finn. Colin Munro. Colin Munro. Kane Williams. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Kane Williamson is now one of ours. Um, 
<laughs> and on that note. Thanks for listening to part one, the cricket cast. Come back for part two for two weeks worth of sports news. Any last words? Rest in peace. <laughs>